You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Hawkins Labs in the Upside Down. Just like normal. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. The gang is back together, Vocal Fam. Yay. <laughs> oh my gosh. We had a very unexpected chance to all come together yeah. and three of the four of us are in one place. Wow. It's amazing. Sarah and Leah and I are all here in Clinton by accident. And uh, you can thank Aria. And we and can thank Aria who had to get worms. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She weird girl. Did she have to get rid of the worms? Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, basically, she got worms. We don't have a vet over there yet, and we were already um, this weekend yeah. going to be traveling, so we were like, ah, well, we have nothing else going on. We'll leave two days early and drive to Clinton, so here we are. Michael's on a beach. Jealous. Yeah, I'm at Myrtle Beach right now. So. Oh. It's lovely. I've never been there, He's but I've slumming always heard it. things. Slumming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, slumming so it. we I'm- Go ahead, Michael. I'm on the twenty. I'm on the top floor. Of, I'm in the penthouse of the of uh, of the condo. So condo building. So Ooh. you know, Got some terrible. Views. <laughs> Suffering for the Lord. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious! Uh, well, welcome back, Vocal Fam. It's been, what a summer it has been. We are not coming. Not the summer we expected. Not the summer we expected. Nope. Not the summer any of us expected. We're going to get to that the in just a second. We got. It is the summer we got, but we are so excited to be back together. I did not expect the four of us to be back together quite this soon, to be honest, but it's great yeah. that we are. Um, so just to recap, six Voice Foundation episodes. Yeah. Goodness Where gracious. Okay. Amelia's episode drops. Well, we're recording this the day before Amelia's episode drops. And so that'll drop tomorrow. And then all six Voice Foundation episodes have been up. What an incredible, what an incredible journey. We are working right now on, uh, Ginevra Williams and I are working on bringing her to Mississippi next How summer. Good. So awesome. I'm working hopefully with okay. some colleagues in the department. See you next uh, summer. And so ACDA, MMEA, Nats, look out for some notifications about that. We're going to try to bring Dr. Williams in to Mississippi next oh, next summer. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. I didn't even think about all of those. Mm-hmm. So so we're working on that. Um, do a do a children's and young voices workshop here in Mississippi. But yeah. but all that's to come. Well, like, Mississippi has a pretty strong. Um, Education, what is their conference? I can't remember. MMEA. Yeah, like they've got, they've got a pretty a pretty strong one compared to a lot of other states. It's so not TMEA. No, <laughs> nothing is TMEA. Nothing is TMEA. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, and it's not quite PMEA. Pennsylvania is pretty great too. Uh, okay. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Um, Okay, on that note, we are going to dive in, folks. If you are here, it's going to be the title of this episode, but this is a Stranger Things episode. So if you are here to hear about season three of Stranger Things, this is the place. If you've not yet, if you're not one of the 40 million plus homes in America that has binged the entire season of Stranger Things, probably stop stop and go ahead and do that. Because as Michael said about Avengers Endgame, this podcast is probably the worst way to experience season three of Stranger Things. Indeed, this is the worst way to experience Stranger Things. Yeah. And so, Sarah, you have moved. <clears throat> I have. 
I am in Atlanta now. Woo. How's Atlanta? Tell them Big, about your jobs. Oh, um, I have two jobs. Um, did not expect to get them this quickly, but yay, definitely a good thing. Yeah. The advantage of being in a city. If you want to take voice lessons and you live in Atlanta, you could take them from me. So, yeah, do you, you can do that. How now. do they take them from you, Sarah? Oh, uh, well, okay. So, one, you, you really can't do unless you go to this school. It's Mount Pisgah Christian <laughs> School. And you you, pro- you basically have to go there to take from them, I think. But if you do and you want to take from me, like, hey, I'm there. Um, and then the other one. So, you're one, teaching lessons for a school? Is that? Sorry, I'm, yeah, this is news to me. So, they, I'm trying to learn, figure out what you're doing. They have an arts academy that's like an after school thing where they have all different kinds of lessons and classes you can take. And I will actually be directing their two girl show choirs. Yeah, she is. Show and I don't choir. think the world is ready for that because I don't show think I'm ready. For that. I did not realize that. I thought it was choir. I, I thought it was regular I choirs am going that you were directing. To maybe suggest that we move in the direction of an acapella group because first off, it's it's only, both groups are probably only going to be about six girls, which yeah. is honestly oh, probably no. is too small to be a show choir, but would make a good acapella girls acapella group. I also just have more. I'm picturing Michael Ham hairography with six girls. Not hairography. Yeah. Armography. Armography. No, I Too sure. many people that on small, the stage. I'm sure. And they're they're very group small groups. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to see how that goes. We'll, we'll, and that would be fun. Yeah. And, but I mean, I can do it. Like, I actually did briefly do show choir in high school, but I well, just. Jamie did show choir. Specific, he can help you. Right? Say, Jamie you can, can be the creepy husband Jamie. who comes. Jamie can come cool. teach the body roles. I mean, as long as they get the body role, I mean, that's. No, this is oh a Christian school. Right. But yeah, do girls body even role? do body I have roles no in idea. show choir? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I'm not, I haven't been there enough to get a full vibe on how Goodness. restricted things are. And then the other place I'm teaching is called the Music Studio at Vinings. And that one really is all ages. Anybody could take lessons from me there. I will also be teaching beginner piano with them. Um, which I mean, I've taken piano for years, so that's not yeah, you're fine. a huge thing. Like I, I've taken piano since I was in first grade. So you're not going to teach collegiate applied no, lessons. No, I, I but... told them I was like, I'm you know really only comfortable teaching the beginner levels. I wouldn't want to steer anybody wrong once they even get to the intermediate level. But they told me I'd probably mostly be teaching voice anyway. So right. they just like for whoever they hire to be able to teach multiple sure. instruments, and so that's how I was able to do that. But it's good. Things like that are working out fairly well. Um, it's a big adjustment. It's a, it's a big city. Like, yes. It's whoa. one of the largest cities. It is an undersea kingdom. So how, <laughs> it's amazing to me that you're able to teach voice to go lessons there at all. in the underwater sea kingdom of Atlantis. That, that's Atlantis, <laughs> Michael. No, but it's it's cool. The, tra- yes, like- the underwater sea kingdom of Atlanta. That's speaking, what I said. Speaking of Atlantis... Did you all hear, you know, of course, obviously the news about the Little Mermaid casting has been fairly big this last week. Yes. But did you all then hear that Javier Bardem is probably going to play King Titan? Triton? Nope. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, same. Say Javier that again, Bardem? Broke up. No, Javier. Ca- no Country for Old Men. Uh, the villain in Skyfall. Yep, I know who you're talking ah. about. Mm. Okay. I'm pretty sure I saw I actually saw Skyfall, but I have no memory of it. But I'm he sure. He had white hair in Skyfall. He was the computer He's genius. Old. Skyfall was the most confusing Bond movie of all time. Possibly. I loved it. In, entirely. I, you might be right. I just remember that Adele song. It was like a it dream. Was a good song. 
Anyway, uh, we well, have, cool. gosh, we have so much to get to. Um, like Stranger Things. Yeah, I know. So we're going to get to Stranger Things. Well, I just wanted this to also say. last chance, people. I just wanted to also say. I just also <laughs> wanted to say before, just while we're talking about summer things that have happened since then, uh, thank you to all the vocal fam who have bought mugs. Oh, the mugs yeah. have been the big seller on the merch store. Uh, if you search Vocal Fry with an I and Big Cartel, or just go to our webpage, vocalfry.com, uh, click on merchandise, and it'll take you straight to our Big Cartel store. You will find us. And uh, the the dark gray Heather shirt that my wife got is very nice. Um, I, I very much like it. I have our traditional light gray shirt um, as well. And the mugs are the mugs are great. And we do have a mug giveaway that's going to be coming yes. up. Sarah and I have um, a mug that we're all going to sign and then uh, we'll be doing a giveaway with that in the fall. So keep your eye out for that. That's that's coming. Um, But and and just before we dive into Stranger Things so we can stay there the rest of the episode this Saturday, folks, actually. So now when you're hearing this five days ago, six days ago, I have a feeling that 720 is going to go down as one of those sort of hallmark or pivotal days in nerd pop culturedom. Um, because my, my assumption still as of today, 48 hours out is that we're going to get a full announcement of the rundown of Marvel phase four at San Diego comic con. My assumption is that on Saturday evening, we are going to get in hall H a full rundown of phase four, including casting announcements of some pivotal folks in the MCU. I've gone I've gone on record as saying that my big prediction, my big gamble is that Keanu Reeves will be there to announce that for them to announce that he will be the Silver Surfer. I might be okay. wrong. Keanu Reeves. But Keanu Reeves as the Silver Surfer would be so cool. Um, he become popular again. So I, just I mean, feel like recently, all of a sudden, it was the like, meme. Ah, we will Keanu get a, we we will definitely get an, an official announcement about Thor four because Taika is definitely signed back on now yeah. to direct. Which will not be called Thor four. It will definitely no. be called Thor. It could four. be. Or like the like four like F O U R but T H O U R, Thor. Or you can have oh, two Thor the fourth. Sounds. Fourth. Um, fourth. I could go T-H-O-R-T-H, with Thor. Wait, Thor. M- hold on, hold on. <laughs> Michael, say that again. I could go with Thorth. 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 Okay. Um, well, I, I'm assuming I'm only assuming that they're going to have to make as Guardians of the Galaxy before that. I mean, because he did go oh, with yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, that's so cool. So yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So we'll get Asgardians of the Gallery and then Thor. Yes. I'm hearing rumors. There was a big prediction that was made yesterday. I don't even know if I shared it with you guys. So there was a guy. There's a there's a there's sort of like a yeah. We can all get on Reddit. There's a comic book like pundit, like news pundit, that in 2002 predicted on the internet on his blog that Marvel would base their movie franchise around Nick Fury played by Samuel L. Jackson and Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. He predicted this in 2002, six years before the first Iron Man. Boy, was he right. He came out yesterday on his Twitter and said that Taron Egerton would play Wolverine in the MCU and possibly get announced on Saturday. If that is right, that's the most out of left field, 
like bananas crazy prediction. Taron Egerton makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, but there nobody's talking about it. No, so people not. who don't know actors' names, Kingsman, uh, the kid in Kingsman. Oh, the he kid. He played Elton John. He also mm. played Elton John. He was Robin Hood in that weird modern Robin Hood movie. I didn't see that. But the but biggest thing Kingsman. he's known for is Kingsman. He's Eggsy in Interesting, Kingsman. Interesting, I guess. He's perfect age to relaunch Wolverine. Yes. Now he's a little young, I think. I mean, That's, there, there are there are thought. a ton of other rumors floating around, obviously. But anyway, a big day. Stranger also, things. yeah. Also, yeah, the Picard. You know the big, there's going to be a big Picard panel on Saturday too that I'm excited about, but none of you all are. So anyway, moving on. All right, so here we go, folks. If you've not stopped listening by now, stop. If, unless, unless you've you seen hear about Stranger Things, <laughs> season three of Stranger Things. All right, let's start here. Um, what did we think overall story arc, moving from season one to two to three? How did season three do? Was it was it was it firing in the same kind of vein? Was it off kilter? Obviously, like last season, we were all thrown off by Eleven's trip to Cleveland. Um, Chicago? I thought she went to Chicago. I, whatever it was. I actually, thought, I actually thought it was Pittsburgh. But um, anyway, some random Pittsburgh city. deserves to be in Stranger Things. So o- overall story arc, are we happy with where season three went? I really oh, enjoyed season part. three. Yeah. I enjoyed it more than season two. I like. I understood why season two needed to happen and like the things yeah. that happened in season two. But I really enjoyed season three. Empress Vocal too. Fry agrees that season three was uh It was good. Better. I, I think season it. three was the most well developed of any of the seasons, which understandably so we already know who all the characters are. Yes. Yeah. We already know that we already have some it's uh, a really good understanding of, or, or maybe not at all a good understanding. Uh, of the uh, mechanics of the upside down, I actually don't think we understand what it is at all. But nope. we I have an idea. Right. Uh, uh, but like at least an idea of, and so they could just jump right into this tight, gripping story. I'd yeah, also like, like to I mean, say this from season. In, oh, I was just gonna say from episode one. I mean, like it. It pretty much jumps right in. Pace the Russians. Yeah, the Russians. Well, and Bill wasn't that. I mean, didn't Billy get? Is the end of that episode? Season or episode yeah. one. Billy yes. got flayed. Or well, not, not, that, not, is it episode? No, they're chapters. Chapters. The chapters. Yeah. yeah. It, which is something that seems like when did like Will got flayed last season? Well, I don't know if we're going to use this term. Will got possessed last season, like halfway through. Yeah, it was like, like episode three. And was the, it that yeah. late? I think it was the end of episode it was three. Late because I was re- I rewatched them right before this because I have nothing else going on in my right. life um <laughs> so um if you have any good tv suggestions let me know um we've lots yeah <laughs> so but yeah so i this one just really i mean it, it jumped right into it it did not feel slow even no. the first like the first two seasons even the first even as good as the first season is and honestly i enjoyed the second season a lot more than most people i think mm-hmm. um i did they too both- i did too I, I enjoyed the second season more than the first season, Me minus Elle's really? trip to Chicago. Oh, can we come back um, to that? See, I the first season just has a really special place I agree. in my heart. I agree. Yeah, I, I think, get that. And just the fact that it was so out of nowhere, you know, like these yes. people yeah. that no one had really heard and of. Still, 
And they're still children. You get this sense of childlike wonder yeah. in the first season. Oh. That I will say, I'll come back to this, but it, it was it was sadly a little bit missing on some level in this season. Well, that sorry, you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, they're they're, they're, they're teenagers, yeah. right? They're teenagers, and so they're different. And I get that. Um, but it, it's just the reality of where the show's going. Yeah, and, and I do fine. appreciate it's that it's just different that they're going with their ages and not trying to make them seem Stay like young, you know, and like dense. they're yeah. still twelve years old. You know, well, and they tried to right. introduce Erica really this se- or really use her more i think to kind yeah. of still include the younger more innocent look although i didn't feel like her character was the best like she I was know. so not necessary it but also so kind of all awesome. like she was funny at times but it was also just kind of forced in my opinion i yeah i i did there were at times it just felt She's like definitely- i mean she did she made such an impression with just a few lines in the second season i get why it was like oh every, everybody uh, fans loved her you know this her, season but- she felt very one-dimensional yes. because last season yes. she was she was one-dimensional last season but she only had like but, three lines right this, you could be one-dimensional this season she was one-dimensional and un and it is unfortunately she's the only really one-dimensional character, so it's so jarring yeah. because everybody else is so fleshed out. Unless you're that- Will Byers, y'all, he is the most. I'm sorry, that is my least favorite character on this really? show. Golly, yes, I can see Every why. Time I'll be honest. Monster walks across the road. He's here. Like, no, duh. We just watched him crash through like half of the town. <laughs> that was basically him the whole season. Something bad happens. I feel it. The flutter. And I'm like, yeah, we get well, it, pal. He's the least development of any character. I know. But That's I, why he but annoys me. I feel like me. that makes sense. I mean, he was traumatized, you know? Still. Like, oh, that's I what like I felt. I really felt for Will. Like, that got me. Just, be, you know, well, like, because he, he's just trying to, like, play D&D with his friends because that he, did make he me lost sad. out on that, on his childhood. Right, he lost childhood. That's a huge thing in this season. He's sitting there trying to figure out, can I be a kid? And everyone else is like, we like girls now. Yeah. You know? Right. I Meanwhile, mean, everybody else is making out. Yeah. That's basically the whole, the whole season. season. And he's like, I just want to hang out with my friends. And they're like, nope, got a girlfriend. Yeah. Don't know how y'all got girlfriends, but you did. Yeah. But the pacing thing, I will say that as much as I love the first season, when I first watched it, I watched the first episode and was like, ah, you know, this is okay. I don't know if I'm really going to finish it. And it wasn't until like the next day or two at work, I just realized I kept thinking about it and like wondering kind of what, you know, was going to happen. And it really wasn't until the second or third episode that I really got like, oh, I have to finish this, you know? And so I think, but I think this season was just automatically like, you're in it. Yeah. Gripping. Yeah. Yes. It was good. Um, okay. Uh, favorite character development. Mm. Favorite character arc this season. I don't That's know. That's a hard I, question. I, I don't. I don't think this counts as a character arc because he didn't really change. But I think we'll see it in the fourth season. Um. So I'll just say it briefly. I love the fact that Hopper went from being super cool the first two seasons to basically doing a terrible job at being a human being, like trying yeah. really hard and failing to be a human being this season. I really enjoyed I that. loved Top. Hopper's st- story arc. Same. Um, he was my favorite probably returning character. 
I actually loved Robin. I just I knew okay, I was waiting. Yes. It's not really someone, you know, we've developed further. Like she was just introduced, but I felt like they did such a great job with her. Yes. Oh man, she was yeah. the best character. I think I, I loved think. because I was precious. actually really disappointed when they made it seem like they were gonna be she and that Steve. she had, had a crush on Steve in high Same. school because I was like, ugh, like just, so, it's so cliche. Gotta pair them up. And blah, so blah, just blah. no, but they wrote that they so well. So good. And just the yeah. fact that like she wouldn't. I mean, I just, I just don't. I didn't find it believable that a girl like her, who's just so confident and sure of herself, made would, fun of him for the yeah, rest of the season, would actually have had a secret crush on him throughout high school. I thought they wrote that character. So and so well. I was really disappointed when they made it seem like that. But yeah. then, but then it was, and, it was and, the, and the payoff was worth it. Yeah, oh, it the was hundred percent. Yeah, and it, it didn't feel like a. It didn't feel. Oh, how to say this? It was not a meaningless social gesture. It no. had teeth behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, she I appreciated that a lot. She wasn't a stereotype. It wasn't like they took a stock exactly. character of like right. the girl that turns out to be le- like lesbian. That she didn't fall into any of those kind of stereotypes. She just was a I, character who yeah. happened to be like right. Yeah, I, that's part well of why done. I said it's she so well written. She was a human yeah. being. Yeah. Yes. yes. Exactly. Like she was a great, ca- likable character. Yeah, I yeah. really liked her a lot. She was one of my favorites all season yeah. for sure. Fav- and of course, I still love the develop. I mean, Steve's development is just oh, it's fantastic. so good every well, season. And I remember reading even after the first season that he was not really supposed to be such a pivotal character like he was kind of just supposed to be that one-dimensional jock yeah. kind of a jerk to nancy but apparently i think even just joe keery's like playing of steve's role they started to kind of see like well he we could really go somewhere else can we with can, this can we just acknowledge also that nancy is still just in general a mess I love yeah, but Nancy. I kind of Nancy love too. It. A lot I of people like really hate on Nancy. Why? And I like her. I, would I mean, probably, I don't dislike I her. Be her. I get it. Yeah. It just seems like her life is always falling apart. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know. But I think that that's kind of the beauty of that character because the I think that the thing is is like in in season one particularly, and we see this break open in season two. There's always this sense of like it's stirring under the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, and then it's like it's I mean, it's honestly it's a portrait of the upside down in the real world. You know, it's like there's all this stuff under the surface of her. But then she's really pretty and nice on the outside. Seems perfect. And now it's just like cracked open. And so interestingly, yeah. well, um, it's like things are breaking open. And so for her, she's like, oh, my life is crazy. Well, but and it I, kind feel, of- I feel like her life is crazy because she's just refusing to like to just settle and be go. Yeah, yeah and just be complacent she you know? was stronger this season she yeah was. she was stronger and and can we just for a moment i know you guys have mentioned it in our text string the the scene with nancy's mom yeah and nancy oh, i thought that was good oh my gosh i was so glad for that scene yeah like, it was beautiful. that was a great was, scene was, yeah touching it was again, well, again well it was done the teeth behind it see here's the thing i love this show because they always serve the story, you know, yes. even when, so it's like, so it's like, even like, it's important for a show to make statements like, yes, men have been jerks in the office. Yes. Women deserve to be treated with equality, but it's been, but they're like, they're like, let's give those statements teeth with actual characters, yeah. not create like a, like a cardboard cutout. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't half hard it. Like it's right. exactly. 
they really mean just it. like okay weird. they're not just checking off boxes to me yeah. exactly. i don't think i don't think it feels like that like ah oh, we're gonna be really progressive you know make sure we include everything like yeah no, they really it, made it even it work. Make, it's part of the story because it's part about, of real life yeah even as we talk about nancy being kind of a mess i mean look at nancy's mom you know, she's right. kind of a mess. I think it's clear that like, I think it's beautiful actually to look and go, you know, Nancy, all the crazy stuff that's happened to her has allowed her to break a cycle, you know, I'm not, you know, and so I see, yeah. I reckon like, because if Nancy had never, if Barb hadn't gotten brutally murdered by the upside down, <laughs> no, sometimes you know, I forget about Barb. <laughs> I know. Remember all that fear over Barb, Gosh. but like, you know, if all that hadn't happened, Nancy would totally be Karen Wheeler. And yeah. be with Steve. I still love in first se- in the first season that scene where she and Jonathan are like doing target practice and talking uh-huh. you know she's talking about how she you know, she's not sure if her parents ever loved each other, but her mom married her dad because he had a good job and she was young and, you know, they just got the, mm-hmm. the quiet house on the cul-de-sac and Jonathan's like, screw that. And then she, and she, and then she <laughs> hits the target that he couldn't hit and is like, yeah, screw that. Yes, I that's... love that scene. I love well, it. Well, and so for Karen to be, for Nancy's mom to sit there and be able to kind of look at her daughter and go, you're strong and you're stronger than I'll be. You're better than me. I think yeah. it was the best scene. It was like the most meaningful scene. I loved it. Yeah. It the fun. other scene I loved. Well, I'll, I'll hold on. I'll, I'll wait for that. I'm sure it's on the list. Favorite <laughs> favorite team up of the season? Because this season was basically a season about team ups. I mean, in a way. Am I allowed to say Alexei and the uh, <laughs> conspiracy theorists? Yeah. Because those were my two favorite. That was pretty <laughs> cute. <laughs> Yeah, like they're just hanging out in the back seat with a very strange, almost love interest, maybe there too. <laughs> nah, yeah, kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't pick up on that. I think I think that was a comedic move. I just like. Can I? Oh, go go ahead. I was just gonna say on this note, I'll say I actually did not prefer the way that Steve and Dustin and Robin were totally separated from everyone. The yeah, whole I agree. I, I mean, I enjoyed very much the dynamic of the scoops troop and that whole storyline, <laughs> but I, you know, coming at the expense of them being separated, which I mean, with that many characters, I mean, it's unrealistic to have them all together all the time. I but they could have had some interaction. Some yeah. More weaving yeah because i love i live i live for steve and dustin i love it yeah it was but yes. but when but when you don't get the reactions of other people being like what are you two weirdos doing <laughs> yeah some of the magic you know yeah so go ahead i was gonna say well and i always just love them like all on their bikes riding off and like you didn't really get that yeah. because dustin's off being mad with freaking Susie. yeah <laughs> but I think that I think that the team ups this Susie season, like I, I really enjoyed L Max. Oh yeah, oh I did, that. I did like, love that. I thought I L Max hated it. I loved it. I, I don't know. I, I loved it. <laughs> no, I actually, well, here, I loved their scene in the mall. <laughs> here's what yes, yes, here's what I liked about it. I think that again, talking about your point of serving the story, I think that the team ups sort of like it showed the age development of the characters. It's like a natural progression of we were all kids, our, the boys played D&D together and whatever, and now there are these girls. But yep. now, you know, and of course, within, I don't know, two episodes, we go from making out to all of a sudden it's just the girls making hanging out. Up. 
You know, I mean, it was Insert how I met your mother, Robin Shabowski. Let's go to the mall, right? Yeah. Let's go yes. to the mall. You know, Today. so I just I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed I did enjoy Alexi. And that I was oh, yeah. Alexi's a great character. And I also just love the fact him and the scary Russian Terminator guy. Man, I like, like him as much. he was. I've just I've watched him. Yes. I've gone and looked at him on Instagram. And like this was kind of like a big break for him. I mean, he wasn't like a major character, but we love, but I just love that. Like I loved going back through his posts and, you know, just like tiny guest roles that he was posting about. And then like, you're on this major show. I just thought that was really cool. And can we talk about the Terminator references for a second? I mean, real quick, real quick on team ups before we go on to Terminator, I want to say just one note. I did. before we leave out Mike and Lucas, I would like to say my Lucas, Lucas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucas. Okay, because I keep wanting to call Mike Finn, but I know that that's the kid's <laughs> real name. So I'm always mixing this up. And so, so Mike and Lucas, I would like to say that I don't, Perna, I don't know what your childhood was like. I get the sense it was dark and lonely. Um, and, and, but like, but like, but my childhood, as, but like, but I very much related to having that like stupid goofy pack of teenage boys i was like this was my not like in the 80s but i was like this is my childhood yeah like here we were being dumb being upset about crap and giving each other terrible advice and then farting it was like <laughs> yes this makes this is 13 year old michael and his stupid friends to a t and i loved it that's all that's all also completely say. unrelated but when you said when you're talking about Finn Wolfhard, they released another trailer for the second It movie today, which I know none of you are excited about, but I'm nope. excited no, about. No, the horror it community looks is, though. Great. It's, it's getting all kinds of buzz. It they're they're doing great. a big Comic-Con panel, I think. Really? No, 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 they're skipping it. There was a big thing about, I think all horror franchises are skipping Comic-Con this year. Oh. There was like a big, that's what it was. I, there's I don't a, know. There was a, a th- I just know that I watched the trailer earlier and it looks really good and I'm excited. Terminator! Okay, so I mean, let, let's like just, since Terminator is essentially an 80s reference, let's sort of deal with it in the context of 80s references. I mean, I loved, I loved that like, one of the things that they did with the Terminator thing was they set up the lighting and the camera angles Yes, very yes. much like the original Terminator movie. Just a little bit below his head yes. so that he looks tall at an angle, about 45 degrees. Very they James stop. Cameron. All of a sudden, it was like very James Cameron-esque. And, I mean, I thought that was great. I loved it. I've never actually seen the Terminator. Me neither. Okay. Okay. That sounds right. Skip the first Terminator movie. It's trash. Oh. I just I know enough about it too. I did kind of get that that character was supposed to be like it's not trash. Terminator S, yeah. but that's as far as it went. I was <laughs> right. like, wow, that guy like the Terminator. Yeah, Russian. Well, he even kind of looked maybe like we'll, Arnold. Maybe we'll say this: right? the first Terminator movie is sort of like the sort of like a New Hope in that, mm. which is not trash, but no. in that they um they had no idea what they were making. That's okay. what I'll say. I don't because know if I agree first, with that because James term- Cameron is a little bit more strategic than that. Okay, but the first Terminator movie is a low budget and is just not the effect. Like, okay, here's what you have to remember Terminator and Jurassic Park were made at about the same time. I think Jurassic Park t- was made. T- 10 years apart. We're were talking they? about no, no, movies what? that are 10 years apart. Jurassic Park was, was earlier. 1993. Though. 
Terminator no. was 1983. No, it wasn't. Yes. I think well, Jurassic Park was 93. Or 85. Right but listen to this. The, the, I just feel very strongly that the effects and, the, and some of the stuff in Terminator puts it along. Honestly, Terminator goes in for me in the same bucket as like a movie like like Universal Soldier, um, kind of your typical 80s B action movie. Terminator but, was 84, and I'm fairly certain Jurassic Park was 93. I think you're right. The yes, second, 93. The second Terminator movie is a big budget riot, and it's awesome. Yes, T2 is really phenomenal. But skip anyways. Another? This is not a podcast about the Terminator. No. We're talking about Stranger Things. What? We've seen all. Stranger Things. Think about them all. I love the Gap. I love them all. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I will say, our for any of you who grew up in the '80s with malls of this nature, they nailed the mall. Yeah. Like they. Na- I, my wife, though, Empress Vocal Fry over here, was saying that um, that. Uh, I don't ever remember Jazzercise being at malls in Pennsylvania, but she says that that was a thing in Miami. So I that was a new one I for me. Know. That that was the one thing I was like, what is this Jazzercise in the mall? I, yep. I don't know. I, I can make no <laughs> statements yeah. on this. I'm trying to... There's I, a, um, Stranger Things. They made a, a video game, and it's compatible on the Nintendo Switch, which Austin has, so we've been playing it. It's really fun. Phenomenal. You remember the little app? Yeah, we played? it's basically the same. I was going to say, well, I think they must have released thing. like another like level or part of it because when I went in to interview, actually, at one of the, the studios... There was like a girl waiting for her lesson playing it because like I'm sitting there and I just keep keep hearing her mention Eleven and Steve and uh-huh. a bat and stuff and I was like, is that? And it was. Yeah, but I didn't like. Creep well, I know on it's her. for I, sure on the Switch. I don't know if it's like part of an app fun. too, but yeah, I, we've been ironically, playing it. I think having I I love just how the just the total cultural awareness of this show, uh, and so like the idea of movie tie-in games. Uh, has, the idea of movie tie-in games is like totally passe now, but the fact is like in 80s, what's happening? You're missing Sorry. everything, Michael. My wife wants us to talk about the final thing that we should talk about now, and we're not there yet. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, what I was going to say before <laughs> I was rudely interrupted by Empress Vocal Fry. It's okay. She's the Empress. Um, <laughs> my apologies, Empress. I think this. That it, just the total cultural awareness of this show, just the fact that they're like, they're like, let's like in the 80s, we're having a TV show that's a big hit. What do you do? Merch, video games, go, Russians. go, go. Yeah. Which is not, right, Russians, <laughs> which is something Russians. that you don't. That is super 80s. So much of today, you know what I mean? Right. Like even just as a video game person, I'm thinking like we don't really see video game tie-in movie tie-in games anymore. It's kind of an old idea because they're not very good usually. So the fact that they made one, I think is hilarious and a great idea. So kind of a side note about the whole Russians thing. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting just how I remember when I first watched through the X-Files. Oh, yeah. Um, which, you know, early nine, early, mid, yep. late. I mean, it went on for a long time. But very 90s. But started, yes. And a lot of, in the episodes that had to do with the greater overall kind of storyline and not just a monster of the week kind of thing, they um, 
Russians were kind of like a, you know, there were there were several Russian antagonists, and Russians were trying to do this or had this secret Cold information. Cold War embodiment of evil. Exactly, and I remember the first Obviously. time I watched it, which was only, you know, two or three years ago. I remember thinking, like, it's so funny how in just, you know, and just since this came out, that's just, I don't, you know, nobody, we don't think of the Russians as enemies anymore. Like, that's changed. What, and, what, then, uh, and then, but now it's, uh, it's like back to that. So do we have the Duffer brothers Accurate. to blame on where we are right now? <laughs> I don't yep. Know. Uh, don't even look at me. No comment. <laughs> Moving on. But I just thought that I just, it's kind of interesting. It uh. is. It is for sure. I uh, but I, and I love the concept of like of like any TV show about this kind of concept about this on this kind of vein. Eventually, it would have a Russians storyline. Yeah. You know? I mean, it had to. They yeah. sort of teased at it in the previous season, at least. And they were finally just like, you know what? We're going Russians. There. We are going all in. Yeah, well, I love they are bad guys. And apparently, the Duffers have <laughs> said the, the Duffer brothers have said that there's a chance that season four will take place outside of Hawkins. In which, Russia. Or Will, wherever Will and Oh, John, yeah, where they which, move. Okay, is Jonathan not done with high school? And uh, a.k.a. Jonathan a grown adult man? Yeah. Why did he move? He's helping his mom. He's helping his mom pay the mortgage. Also, That's why he was like talking about responsibilities and all that kind of stuff, because uh, there's no dad, so he he's helping his mom. I he has the money to live on his own, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, I just, I don't know. In the 80s, you could still get a job if you were... Like reasonably smart and a hard worker, right? Yes, which yeah. he did. You he, which he had until right. Nancy and he got he's also fired. Also weird, yeah. He's also a weirdo, though. Like he is kind of a in weirdo. the most loving terms. Like nah, he you is. know, just one quick '80s reference from Perna. Uh, th- there was the Optimus, the the Transformer in the very first scene uh, where Dustin comes home <laughs> is not Optimus Prime. It is Ultra Magnus. And Ultra Magnus was not introduced in Transformers Generation 1 canonical storytelling until 1986 in conjunction... Is he pushing my imaginary glasses up my nose? In conjunction with the, the feature-length movie, uh, which is where he made his debut, and that toy did not come out until 1986. You know what? I bet they put that in there just for people like you Probably. to notice and bother. They were like, I, we're going to mess with some nerds. Intentional they, anachronisms. I had that thought. I really thought... Just, we can't make this perfect. What? We're going to put key. a Starbucks cup. It's on the cup. counter somewhere. That was a Game of Thrones reference. Y'all don't watch that. No. Okay. Okay. All right. I felt last season... Let me deal with this before we deal with the finale. I felt like last season, that episode with Elle was incredibly important. Can we talk, I think so too. Can we talk about Eleven's story arc for a second? I'm not saying I loved it or the placement of it. Here's, here's, here's why. We've <laughs> essentially this season established... In the storytelling itself, in the character's conscious that she is a superhero. That word yeah. was used. Superpower was used yeah. in the storytelling. So she believes herself to be a superhero. And I don't think? think that happened until she went out of town. I think that that episode was essentially her initiation as a superhero. Well, and also deciding that she wanted to be a, a good guy you know what i mean right because she came and back and if you remember in a way it seemed like when she came back to hawkins at the end of season two and immediately just like snapped the demodog's necks like with her brain it was like oh okay this is much more serious now you know whatever 
I love that now by the end of this season, she has like lost the ability to use her powers. I was going to say like, she's is she going to get it back? She's like the fridge magnets. Yeah. Right. And so I, I think that they needed to do that or they were going to run into like a, like a Captain Marvel problem where Elle just could keep coming in and saving their day, saving the there's day. A, yeah. There's a nerd term for this that I can't remember, but we're going to call it power inflation. Right. But there's a fancy, there's a, there's a Reddit term that I can't remember. <laughs> but, but now they've put a, a, now in the, a in the typical superhero arc, she's been initiated, but now she has been confronted with something that essentially seems like it's stronger than her. Mm-hmm. I mean, because she didn't really defeat the monster this time. Yeah. No. And so I, I think there's an interesting story arc and I'll be very interested to see if they can actually, I've talked to you guys about this before and sort of, I don't know if I've actually shown you the video. There's a great video about this, about the the path of the hero. Have you guys heard me talk about this? Yeah, the hero's journey is yes. not like 12 steps. And that it only uh, they, really, and the only time that any modern movie franchise has actually pulled it off was The Matrix. Oh my gosh, I have heard you talk about this. I don't think because I've seen like a video, only, but I remember this Neo's now. the only character who's actually gone through the stage of resurrection, which is why he's actually the archetypal hero. None of the okay. other... Okay, Neo. first off, stop this. Secondly, um, I would argue that Luke Skywalker within 4, 5, and 6 does this perfectly. Maybe. He's literally in like a tube, like a giant baby. I enjoyed <laughs> that it kind of reminded me of um, in the Matilda book, not the movie. I love the book. She lost her powers at she the does. end. Fascinating. How interesting. But it's because her brain's being stimulated. Yeah, or so, yeah, something like that. It's essentially like, but it was like her powers in the book. It was kind of a bad thing. Like she would, um, I remember she, you know, after she had to use her powers, she would like go in this trance. You yep. know what I mean? Like it was, it seemed like it was a bad thing for her. Like it was overworking her, her brain, brain or something. And so then once she didn't need them anymore, when she was out of her, you know, abusive family's house or whatever, she went away. Yeah, her powers went away. Yeah, yeah. well, that and they had her like in high school like part of her thing was yeah. she was a genius and they had her in high school but also taking like lessons with like college professors and stuff and she was living with miss honey yeah so it was like her brain was stimulated and happy she and whatever and the so powers the powers anymore. weren't needed so they were gone fascinating yeah so it kind of reminded me of that huh. partly because i remember L was a whole person yeah in it, some ways yeah um, i could see that now it also could just be kind of like that that they needed you know there's gonna be I at think least she one was more chapter de- and I think she was just demagnetized. I feel Maybe. like Possibly. this could be a very Magneto thing. Where you remember at the end of I don't even remember which X Men movie it was because there's so uh, last, many. It was the last, last first stand. one. But last you know stand. he loses he last loses stand. his power. But then he's playing chess and he like makes yeah. one wiggle. Last stand. I feel like this could be a situation he gets, like he that. He gets injected with the non mutating serum. Yeah. In, but he gets in them last back. stand and then he like it's like so powerful in him because Magneto's a level five mutant. So. But I'm wondering like. There are Maybe L's will yeah, come back. Professor X, yeah. Magneto, right the Phoenix Force. She was like way. Um, 
There are there Wolverine. There are level five. There are level one, two, three, four, five mutants. Like so, like level one. Like I turn into a puddle and harm well, no one. Y- <laughs> yeah, like Nightcrawler is like a level two mutant or something like that. He's not like. He's not going to destroy the tri-state area. Right, but Probably. there but there are mutants like one of the mu- I forgot, I don't remember the character's name. I'm so sorry nerds. There's a <laughs> there's a mutant who like their power is being able to tell how powerful other mutants are. Oh, and they use their Lame level power. 1 like through the, 5. Like it's how like it's actually how like in like in like uh, X-Men I think it's Last Stand how Magneto finds uh Jean Grey because he has that other mutant who can tell. Ah, and I can't remember okay. their name. I'm so sorry. It sounds like a great opportunity for Mar- uh, for Marvel to sell new merch. Yeah. So, yes. anyways. Yep. Anyways. Okay. Uh, I, we, so can... I want to say, before we talk about the finale, I just have to say one thing that we haven't talked about yet, and that thing is about the monsters. Can we talk about the monsters oh, really gosh. quick? Yes. Because, I, because I just want to say I loved how gruesome and <laughs> disgusting the monsters were. I, they really took it a turn more towards like horror, which I enjoyed, but I was like, there are probably a lot of people out to, here who were not expecting this. It was me. <laughs> it was me. It was awesome. I had to take so many more breaks watching this season just because yeah. I would get to a point where I was like, I can't, I can't take any more of this. Yeah. This is terrifying. I'm going to have nightmares. And I would just have to take a break and go like, I don't know, just away from fertilizer and rats. There is something unnerving about people eating fertilizer. Sarah's not going to farm supply stores anytime soon. Like, oh, when they go back and that old lady is just like eating the fertilizer, shoving her face with fertilizer. That was freaky. But also, so like just question... Are they saying that, because I, I remember it, like in that newspaper article where they're pointing out that, you know, Hopper died in the fire, quote unquote, um, you know, it said something like 30 people killed. Is that how they're explaining all of the people who, oh, died who over the made course of the, season? the mind player? So. You know what I'm saying? I think so. Because think like Heather's whole family. The mall was empty other than them, theoretically. Okay. I want to say I love how um it seems I love like the a writing. decent chunk of Hawkins was right. yeah like a huge number of people. <laughs> yeah. I love how they um I love the way that in the first Sorry, episode they do a really great job of framing how otherworldly and inhuman the logic of the mind flare is. Yes. When it says when Billy says I'll do anything, what do you? I don't know if it says I'll do anything. It says what do you want? And the mind flare says build what you see all right that logic makes like that sentence like when we think of build we think of buildings that's what we think i was of that thinking kind of thing. we think of an army potentially but even like and then like build what you see is like the way that that's said i think that that statement and then what plays out from that i just think it's brilliant writing because it shows how otherworldly its logic is because when it says build it means Get, and also how low it thinks of human beings. Get these meat bags, turn them into an army, and then melt them down so that I have a corporeal existence on your plane made out of disgusting, melted people. And rats. I love it. And rats. <laughs> and rats. Yeah. And rats. So many rats. Does anybody know if there's any disgusting, exploding rat toys out there now? I really hope <laughs> I really that there hope are. Not. Probably. Boy, I will say there was a number of times where I was watching this series and I was I, was, I thought I literally said out loud this is awesome 
Sarah would hate this. I, I had a sh- struggle this season. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the story, but there was a... I had to take so many yeah. breaks. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was very horror <laughs> movie-esque. I, like I love but I love I'm it. But it. I liked... I kind of enjoyed the juxtaposition of um, the significantly darker storyline... But like, I felt like the character relations and dialogue was much more light, and even even visually, so much more colorful. Like the mall, so much more colorful. Yeah, Elle's outfits very colorful. Everything very colorful. And then you have this nasty, horrible thing. Yeah, yep. It was like a giant booger. Yeah, essentially, but like a when it melts it under the door. Oh my god. Okay, this is and this is just maybe me. I loved the monster. Until it was outside during the finale, I had this very weird sense that all of a sudden I was looking at CGI rather than looking at this thing that felt like an organic part of the world. And did I did you o- feel that way in the last scene when it went with Billy? Yes, in general, in the finale, in the in chapter oh. eight, mm. I felt that way in general, not so much. Before that, but particularly when the monster became like essentially more real, like the more the more apparent the danger became, the less I visually believed the monster. So like when it was just an arm shooting through the cabin, very believable. Yes. Or even the smaller monsters, like the scene in the hospital, the nightmare that in the one hospital. Was, that was truly the horrifying. Big, that was that great. Was. But like the scenes at the mall and then specifically outside the mall when it chases them in the car, it almost read to me like we ran out of budget. Well, that's and also, what it also read this, to me. That's interesting because in that scene, there is the moment where Elle flips the – or somebody flips the car. Yes. Um, they throw the car. Not they don't. It's not when they turn it over. It's when it flips the first time. Yeah, Elle, yeah, throws, Elle throws it, it across the room. Elle throws it the first time Russians? and then they can't flip it back over. That's right. right. She um, that's that that scene that car that car throwing looks terrible. Yes, that that was the one. See, see that one. So I didn't notice with the monster so much, but I think it's because I was fascinated by how disgusting it was. Um, but the car throwing, I remember thinking like that didn't look real. It just everything else to that point did. Yes, it just seemed like something about the stuff that they did in and around, and maybe maybe because they were filming on location. Because that's a real mall outside of Atlanta. Is it really? Yes. Oh, man, I'm going in there. It's in the ocean outside of the undersea kingdom and of Atlanta. So, I mean, I is, it, is it possible that the limitation of the shooting on location made the CGI more difficult? I mean, that's, that's possible. possible. I don't know enough about that. Um, yeah. I'll say I didn't notice me. it as much as you did. Same. I didn't like... The car did, but it was one second. But the monster, I was like, yes, the whole time. So. I think I was just scared. So... <laughs> okay, so the, whole se- so the whole season, we were waiting on Dustin's girlfriend. Sue. And the can most we important just thing to talk, talk about. about the payoff of that? The I was song. not a huge fan of the duet. Like, oh, I loved the duet. No, I mean, okay, out. well, for, for Empress Vocal no, Fry no, no, and I, I enjoyed, children of the 80s, it was the best moment of the no, whole season. I enjoy listening to the song. Like, it's cute, but it just seemed very, like, it seemed kind of out of place to me. It just oh, kinda, I didn't think so at all. To, no, to me, it felt like, 
Oh, and here's our chance to show off that we have a Broadway star in the cast. Oh, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel oh. that way at all. That's how like it, it felt to me a little bit. I felt like it kept the episodes from being too serious. Like it was like it was like just remember this is a monster movie in the eighties. Right. That was what that felt like to me. You yes. know, like whatever. Don't, Susie don't... killed Hopper. The, right. That was the thing. I later saw the thing that was like if Susie hadn't insisted on a karaoke sesh. Hopper could have lived. Yeah. Hopper's alive in Siberia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's alive, but he wouldn't be in Siberia yeah. in a Russian prison. Yeah, waiting to be fed to a Demogorgon. Yeah. I Yeah, anyways, yeah. I just, yeah, I thought that that was a great payoff, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious, and of all the things that could have happened right there, that was the last thing I expected. I expected her to make him make that, the growling sound, the purring growling oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought she was going to make it. Yeah, the, what play. is it? The purr? Or what is it? I don't yeah. even know. I that was that. And then when he started singing, I was like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it's happening. Oh! <laughs> it's I funny because it so I finished cute. it before Austin did. and uh, But I was watching the last episode with him. Like, he came to my house and. I had kind of unintentionally, like, during the episode, the song was stuck in my head. Like, I was kind of <laughs> singing it. And he was like, are you singing The NeverEnding Story? I love that song. And I was like, well, <laughs> That's great. you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we loved that part. I thought that I was just so cute. I thought that was just great. <laughs> Do you think Susie will come back next season? Or I really kind of hope she stays a one-off, honestly. Yeah, I could go either way with that. I, I hope I, she stays a one-off. But they don't seem to do that much. It seems like they, when they bring a new character in, it's always intentional. I hope yeah. Robin comes back. I do, too. Me too. I do, too. Surely, I mean, if she's she played a pretty big good role. Friends, and, and especially with how warmly it seems like she's been received oh, as a response character. response has been great. I feel sure they'll bring her back. Yeah. Yeah. Response I, has been... I want to see her and Steve working at the video store together. Oh, for, <laughs> yeah. I think I think oh we all. God. I need that okay. in my life. I feel in like video I, store. I, I feel like <laughs> since the meme has become so popular, I feel like we need to do this. Favorite three movies? Go. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Empire Strikes Back, um, Inception, but only the first time I watched it. But only the past. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is a hard question. I don't watch movies. I don't know. Somebody oh, and Gattaca. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Go. I'm gonna go with There Will Be Blood. No. Uh, it's um the original Matrix. Mm. Uh, I watched it too many. I watched Shawshank Redemption too many times on TNT. They used to air it like 24 hours a day for like seven years. And I watched it too many times. An I, old DVD of Michael Ham's undergraduate recital. It's tough to not go with Inception, actually. I actually it's really tough. Inception it's tough also. to not go with Inception. I'd probably put Pretty Woman somewhere on my list. That's honestly right. just. I used that, to love Into in, the Wild. Did any of y'all ever see it? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. I loved Into yeah. the Wild. Maybe Empire Strikes Back. I do love that. No. Okay. I know people are gonna hate me for this, but I love Attack of the Clones. Okay. Okay, no, so I've already decided for that. That, a lot of that people hate on that movie. Between 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 Sarah's statement just now and Leah's statement about not liking the never-ending story scene, I've decided from here forth we shall delete the L and the S from Vocal Fry Podcasts. So uh, from now on we shall be Vocal Fry Podcast. I told you some people Suck hate it. Everyone, it's their fault. <laughs> I told I you didn't people like I didn't hate that scene like i mean it was cute like i i just kind of rolled my eyes at it you know what i mean maybe that's the you're point you're listening though, to the that's what you would do. yeah 
Anyway, that was fun. But that was anyway. speaking of things that like we expected to happen or didn't expect to happen, I kind of thought even in like the last trailer or when they were ma- or when the Billy was saying like it must have been just in the trailer because you didn't hear the whole of like his speech that the mind player was giving through him or whatever. But that, like, when they said something like, we built this all for you to Eleven, I almost at first thought that they were saying, like, almost like they worshipped her or something. Yeah, like, Same. we want you I to rule. I thought it was going to go that way, too. I, I okay, can we, can and we... And she was going to have to choose between having, like, this power or, you know, I don't know. Or Thank just, you for saying that. And here's why. Back in season one, I was, like, convinced that the reason that when Eleven attacked the Demogorgon at the end of the episode was that they canceled each other out yeah. because she was essentially, or her powers at least, were from the upside well, and down. I kind of think that may have been their original intent because I think they they originally were not planning on having multiple a seasons. Second season. Right. Well, but people just the, loved it so much that they were like, well, yeah, even we can the, tell even more the of the story. Season. Even you could even see. I thought that too. I even thought that the upside down. I remember we had a conversation a couple years ago about how we thought that the upside down was essentially a representation of L's tortured subconscious. Yes, it's on our first and, Stranger Things episode I on know. Vocal yeah. Fry. And so, that. and the idea of that, like she, that only she could close the gate because she was essentially choosing to heal. Choosing to love. She has a cool dad now who does goofy dances. And wears and Tom Selleck mustaches. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I totally... I think that's what they were going for. Poor yeah. man's Tom Selleck. Yeah. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. But you know, it's like... They, it's like it, but I think, on again, I think honestly it's a great... I just love how self-aware culturally this show is. Like a typical 80s show, 80s show move is go with something... Until you have to go with something else, just retcon it and move on, you yep, know. Yep. So I think that that's what they're doing, and I'm like, kind of like Alien versus Aliens a little bit, you know. I also like, was kind of expecting there was a brief point in the show where I thought they were going in the direction. I thought they were maybe going to bring back in what was Kali? Was that her name? Her sister or whatever. Whose sister? Oh yeah, Bell's sister. Eight. Oh, oh yeah, eight. yeah. Well, or like bring in more of the. That was where own. I thought we might be going. And I was sort of hoping like I, I was sort of hoping that was not where we were going, but I had wondered if that's where we were going. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that probably at one point that was in the works, but everyone responded so negatively to the existence of uh, like just to that episode. I think that they probably went, Nope, not going that way. I just feel you know? like, like, I think that oh. episode was necessary and important for Elle's development as a character. Yeah. Just didn't yeah. love the placement. I feel like maybe they should have done that as like a... Three episodes earlier. Or even just as like a separate... You know how some shows will do like a, if they had a released special that at some YouTube. point. Yeah, if yeah. they had released that on its own at some other point. You know, I think maybe... But I mean, I get that that wouldn't have fit into the, the story. But, but I think it would be perfectly understand. But I think it would be. I think it would have been really cool to have watched that season, and then randomly L reappears dressed different. And you People don't like, know okay. it. Yeah, you know yeah. that's true. That might have been cool. And then you find out later, like this here's this episode of this is what happened while L was gone. Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest Christmas. Special. The weirdest Christmas Chicago. special ever. L joins a gang. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas. Small child joins a gang. Joins a little gang. Almost murders somebody and their two kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. can we talk about Billy? Yeah. I'm not sure I really like I'm all about a redemption story. I'm not really sure Billy earned his, to be honest. Right. I it was. I think it was more that we. It wasn't about redemption. It was that all of a sudden it felt like we were just supposed to feel bad for him. Yeah, and I. I. I don't really. But I. I kind of did. I. Here's the thing. Well, you go first. You go first. Well, I mean, I. I think I'm normally a pretty sympathetic person. Human for someone who's been had abused as a child. Yeah, and so like I got that. Like when I first watched that episode, like of course that was very jarring. But I don't know. There are just a lot of things. And they never really explained. I know a lot of people kind of thought, like, after the second season, his problem with Lucas, like, is Billy racist? Or did he really just not want his little sister talking to boys? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, Or both. Yeah. And so, like, with them never really kind of addressing, addressing that, like, I'm just, yeah. I'm like, I, that doesn't. Yeah. You're being abused doesn't explain away that you know what i mean right for sure I, but i think that it may for me I, I just see someone whose brain is whose mind is so tortured yeah and their whole life has been so terrible and it doesn't ex- and i think it doesn't excuse their bad behavior and it's not like it erased every bad thing he did sure but i do here's what i'll say I and and I think I think that they did a decent job of this. I wish they could have done I think they could have done more with this of showing Max be a little bit more ambivalent about about her brother's passing. You know what I mean? Her stepbrother's passing. Yeah. Because because it was because it was this sense of like of like okay, he did one thing. Yeah. Okay. And we right. never saw we never saw any reason for her to be upset about his passing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he was right, abusive but, towards her. Yeah, but a lot yeah. of times you still care. Of course, no, I'm not saying yeah, like family, I. I family. definitely think there was reason for her to to be upset. Of course, I mean, yeah. if nothing else, just because she knew how much it would hurt her parents. You know, like um, if nothing else, I think it allows that character to be. Um, I think it allowed that character to be complicated and complex, and I'm okay with a character making me feel well, I'm, I'm okay with a character existing that makes me feel like so mixed feelings about them yeah, you know what sure. i mean that's, of course you need uh, that yeah yeah um, well, and, and, I, and i think it's true to life i think there's a lot of people who do a lot of bad stuff of course and then do one good thing at the end of their life and it brings up these same questions yeah, you know of course. i think it's almost Nothing's... more of a like who could he have been you know because yeah. we, we see these like when you the storm and it's all of his memories his even his good memory you know, is tinged with your father and these shadows. And you have to imagine that all of his good memories are not necessarily pure memories that you usually associate with childhood, but have this tinge, this shadow to them that is this abusive parent, this bad home life, his mom leaving and bringing in this other thing. Like all of that kind of just creates a giant shadow. And so like, if that hadn't been there, who could he have been? Like, yeah. could he have been yeah. a good guy? And like, maybe that's kind of what that last good action is like. This is who yeah. I could have been. Yeah, maybe. That's but, a good, I could that's we a good just thought. can we just say too that that was the most cinematog in terms of cinematography and the sets and the lighting and the effects. 
I thought the scene where Elle was on the beach was the most incredible visually. Yeah, that was. Um, that, just, I thought that was a great scene. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So now, is it time to talk about this? I want to say this. The reappearance of the Demogorgon at the end of this season I thought was iconic and amazing. And especially now that it's recontextualized within the context of the Mind Flayer. Did anybody else feel like in that scene? We're talking about the scene in Siberia. Yes. Or Russia or wherever. Wherever they are. But did anybody else feel like in that scene the Demogorgon looked more human? Yes. yes. Okay, so that wasn't just me. And yeah, more human. He was shorter. He was paler. I think that. I think the upside down is starting to turn into our world. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which makes As me go back learned. to the whole thing about L. But oh, because because it's possible because the mind flayer. How to think? Because it's clear the mind flayer is starting to understand how people work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It didn't like we didn't have any weird presences talk in the first season. In no. the second season, we did did the mind flayer talk the second season? Yes, through Will, didn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. but li- very little. Sort of. But it didn't talk directly. No. The way that we got in this season, where they altered Billy's voice a right. little bit, yeah. either that or you know, it's like it's like, and suddenly we're getting these speeches from right. the mind flayer. Well, the pupils, That's new. Like would dilate. And, yeah. yeah. Like you had physical things that would make you be like, oh, we got some Blade. mind flayer talking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I wondered if I had just made that up in my no, mind. No, I, I thought that we, too. Yeah, I thought Jamie okay. and I both were like, is he okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm also curious, is a Demodog like a, a not fully developed Demogorgon? Is that the... I had that saying? thought. The mystery of it is cool. I I would like to believe yeah. that they're different, but they might not be. And I've I read somewhere no that they that like the Duffer Brothers actually have like pages and pages of notes of what the Upside Down is, and this is basically you know, their rules. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, yep. it's just interesting. Like right. I wonder they're how the much dungeon master. Yeah. Well, we're just here on the other side about the nature of the Upside Down. Or and this is this is going back to the D and D references. Or is L the dungeon master, and this is all just happening because of her? Because she's making this story happen. Yeah. Is that going to be how it is? Because she believes herself to be a superhero. Right. And so she keeps... That was the point you were trying to make earlier. She believes herself to be a superhero, and now she's creating bigger and bigger threats. Right. To try to... Prove it. Yeah. So is that how it's going to end with her having to... Her realizing, like, I'm the reason all of this is happening. I don't (laughs) see how the show ends without Elle dying. Yeah. I personally... I don't see how this Mm, show ends with Eleven alive. I don't What I if don't see I it. could see the show ending with her totally losing all of her memories or powers I would completely say powers, like all, completely all of her powers and memories that's what I think Maybe. because her not having them now was not so much of her sacrificing them giving them up willingly as her losing them right. and so maybe her going into it knowing if I do this I'll end it but completely lose yeah. my powers like Maybe. is that the choice she's going to have to make Maybe do we think one more season or two? I don't know. Two. Two. They're definitely not going past two. Yeah. I don't no. know. I think I'm it just depends two. on how much they can accomplish. I mean... Well, these kids are growing but, up. That's correct me if thing. I'm wrong, but the first two seasons have more than eight chapters, correct? This is the first season that was only eight chapters? No, 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 no. I'd say the, the first, first one only had eight. 
first one only had eight, maybe six. Oh, okay. No, was, I, it no, was I think it was six. more than more than six. But I, the second one had nine, I think. Okay. Let me look. Which yeah, the sense. second one had because nine. The second one had the extra episode. Yeah. Right. Yes. The special. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. My Christmas yes. special. Yes. Also, Chicago Christmas. Where did, <laughs> <laughs> where did they get the Demogorgon is another big question. Like The Russians? Yeah. The open, they well, have I think open when they, they, they did open the portal, it was just harder to open there. I guess. Well, that's the thing. Like, who said that they quit working on that one the yeah. entire time they were in Hawkins? Right. I, I would also, it's going to be really, really cruel if the American doesn't turn out to be Hopper. Yep. <laughs> Watch I, it be the mayor. Well, he had a, was it you who had the theory I, so about that? I, I had read an interesting theory. And it's Dr. Brenner? Um, that it's Dr. Brenner. Yeah. Because they didn't have anything else to do with it. Because they keep hinting at the, at the idea that he's still alive. Right. And so I can't imagine, I mean, I can't imagine that that, that wouldn't exist somewhere. So possibly Dr. Brenner is in there. Um, and Hopper is somewhere else. I we know Hopper's not dead. He signed on for another season. But right, right. what is the you know what's happening here? And so uh, part of me thinks it's just too on the nose for him to be in there. But also we all know how these things go. Yeah. You just keep looking past and you don't see the forest for the trees. You know. Yeah, what if he is the new Demogorgon? <laughs> well, like it exploded. Whoa, that would be like a big fusion. Which is of why the it looks more human. Yeah. <gasps> no. And is shorter. Think about it. No, 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 no. Sarah, that don't sort you do this to me. No, oh, no. Like, don't like Sarah. that. Sarah. <laughs> that nice little present. Oh, I would goodness. rather him be dead. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, no, okay, talk about a real sacrifice for Elle and the way the show ends without <gasps> Elle dying is knowing that that's Hopper and like she thought she could save him, but she can't. <laughs> don't do this to me. She has to close it with him on the other side. Whoa, that would be crazy. What? I should what? write this show. <laughs> what? <laughs> You still have to, I mean, because there is this interesting thing. I've been thinking a lot of, this makes me think about the the conversation. Remember Mel, Dustin and that weird little demodog that he raised? Yes. Uh, that was cute. That had some sort of affection for Dustin. Yeah, or, yes. And so it's weird. And so it's weird because the the upside down seems to be the embodiment of darkness, negativity, and evil. And yet these things are out there that if apparently can can um receive love so you know what i'm saying so it's like what even are the upside down creatures yeah well and maybe you know? the demodogs are they the souls of the dead or are... was it just food related you know what That's i mean true. Could... food but and it... love really feel similar sometimes it could be that, like the demodogs were maybe kind of the way that we saw the little army of people that were enthralled to the mind flayer like were the other demodogs enthralled? Is there just a psychic pool that's really hard to fight? But that dog being raised by Dustin yeah. kind of was able yeah, to override that to a degree. Yeah, like is, is right. that a thing? Which that was another thing I was kind of making. Also, now we're kind of making fun of Billy for we we're like, Will is showing you up right now. Like Will fought this thing, and you are just giving giving in. in. It's true, and you think yeah. you're a big strong man. Of course. <laughs> Billy knows so much less about it. Like, you know, right. Will had been running and like he has this knowledge of like what it is oh, that it yeah. can be beat. Sure. Guys, how have we not talked about this yet? 
that that heart wrenching scene where Will destroys Castle Byers. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Rage. I really yeah. felt for Will. This I'm sorry, that actually really annoyed me. I mean, it was it, a little. It reminded me of something my brother would have done in high school if he got mad. Is like go and destroy something. It, I mean, I'm not gonna no, say it wasn't him, a little it's dramatic. Him, it's him saying goodbye, childhood. Yes, I, I agree. Felt, with that. I have felt those feelings. Yeah. I am Will Byers. No, I'm not. But um, yeah. but really, I felt that way before. <laughs> It's like destroy your childhood, yeah. you know, because we all know I'm actually Tom Haverford. That was the dark <laughs> realization of my summer, but we're not going to talk about that now. Bun. You're definitely Tom Haverford. Horrifying. Oh wait, yeah, but yeah, no, I really felt for Will this season. You did yeah. hire Detlef Shrimp to have you help you play basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Never forget. Oh gosh, what was the name of it? I just forgot Steam it. Steam Train? Yep, that's it. I almost said Soul Train and I knew that wasn't right. Nope. Soul Train. <laughs> that was not right. <laughs> that would be very wrong. Uh, oh my goodness gracious. But that letter from Hopper, that scene. Oh yeah, that was. That, that oh, got me. That wrecked me. Heroes behind it? What? Was it Heroes, the song We Could Be Heroes? Is yeah. that what was behind it? Yeah, which they also played in the first season, I think when they found Will's fake body. Really? I'm pretty, yeah. I know it was played in the first season. I'm not oh, exactly, that's a great reference. I'm I, not I exactly, didn't remember that. That's cool. If, it's what, if that's true, we'll have to fact check that because if that's true, that's a that's yet another clear, I mean, we all know Hopper's not dead, but a clear sign. He's yeah, not that's dead. True. That is yeah. true. Right. That is yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Essentially I'm fake pretty body. sure that's when it was played, was when they were or after they found when all of the kids were kind of dealing with it and, you know, like Mike goes home and, you know. Yeah. Well, and it also, it also cool. is great uh, thinking about your idea of like, Elle, it's now in her mind that, that she is a superhero, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I also read she somewhere that it, was also, that it was also kind of a, um, just that that song is not typical that performance is not typical of the style of music that you get from the 80s. Yeah, so it's right. kind of a almost a foreshadowing of just, right. I don't know, moving on. And the 90s? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and who knows when the next season will be set. Yeah. I mean, it could very well be set 1989 or something like that. I yeah. mean, no, I mean we, don't, we don't know. Yeah. Is 89 uh, when the wall fell? 87. No. 87. <laughs> I don't know. 87 when the I'm, wall fell. When did the USSR fall? I want to say that was 89. Okay. Well, because now we're with Russia, and it's yeah, like I, there's I'm, all sorts of great I'm 80s Russia that stuff. I can't remember the no, I want to say the wall fell in 89. You know I all thought it was stuff 89 about Ultramax, and then 91, but you but... don't know what year. What kind? Okay. We're supposed to be the children dad here. Went to 89. 89. I was right the first time. 89. Uh, again, the wall fell people, when... we're not. We can't brush past the fact that you rattled off 9,005 facts about what year that Transformer action figure came out in relation to what movie. But what year the wall came down? Like, we were born after that, so we have an excuse. I had priorities as a child. They, they were, they were, tra- so when I was that, a single digit child, those priorities were Transformers. More Transformers oh. and More. professional wrestling. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I really loved Hopper's little, his, his 
speech and the whole oh, that was great. the herd is good that means you're out of the cave that was beautiful and also oh. i think i don't know if y'all follow i follow david harbour on instagram, instagram yeah. and he's, he's very yeah. open about i think he's bipolar he's bipolar oh. yeah and he was on id10t a couple months ago and it was it was, it was and very good. so i don't know just knowing that and just what he was saying about the cave and being out of the cave and feeling things again. And yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, even on the ID10T podcast, cause that it's not just like, it's not just like I'm bipolar, I'm on medication, but it's mild. Like, like he's very open on that podcast and, and talks about how he was like, inst- he's been institutionalized a couple of he times. He has institutionalized himself. Oh yes. wow. I didn't know that. Because yes. now he knows his triggers. And so like he, like he will feel and usually it's not from the depression. He he usually puts himself in for the mania. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I feel like that's when you tend to do more violent, drastic um, And so he, yeah, he's, he's, and he's, he actually went on that podcast episode. He talks a lot about like some of the interesting things he's heard other institutionalized patients say. It was very fascinating. Hmm. Was, that's interesting. I had no idea about that. That sounds, I just thought it was really, yeah, really beautiful. All right. Let's can we do can we do this to 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 wrap up our Stranger Things conversation? Can we rank the three seasons where yeah, we put them? Sure, sure. In what terms? See, but honestly, though, you know what I, I mean? was gonna say. Like, I, I couldn't rank them. I, I would leave that to y'all. I I don't know. For me, I think, I think that I would probably go. I think I would say one, three, two. Yeah, I'm I'm conflicted about maybe either one three two or three one two. Yeah, same. And I think in one, I don't know that it's necessarily the best storytelling. It's just it's just that magic of being the, the first. The first, yeah, just came out of nowhere and was all of a sudden a huge sensation. I don't know. I think that even the storytelling in season one. I, I'm telling you guys, I think that the Duffer Brothers are the storytellers of this generation. Yeah. No, I mean, I still I, loved season one, but there were a few things. Here's that, what I would say. Well, you go ahead. You you were finished. Finished. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, they never, you know, the whole Barb storyline, how that just kind of fell off. You know what I mean? Like, there were a few little things. But, yeah. but was that important so it proved that they were willing to kill a character? Yeah, and I think that was the main idea. You know, and then it just became a it, bigger thing. It took Marvel 22 movies to yeah. kill a character. Right. Let's, let's That's true. They, didn't, they, wanted it to, <laughs> they wanted you to feel not safe. You right. know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I would I would rank them. If I were... Okay, here's what I'd say. I would rank them. First watch, one, three, two. Watch again. But for rewatchability... Three, one, two, and one and two are honestly tied in my mind. Rewatchab- rewatchability, three, one, three, one, two, but one and two are tied because the first season I find difficult to rewatch because I already know what's going to happen and I find it to be slow. The, uh, now, the first time I watched it, I was captivated, but I've never been able to enjoy it to the same level since. This season, I'm positive I can rewatch. There's just so much crap in it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well. This has been wonderful catching up mm-hmm. both with all of us and and on Stranger Things. Have uh, we talked yet about my fancy new job on this show? Oh my gosh. No, and Michael, Michael, I'm sorry. I wanted to do your job. update too. Michael, give us your summer update. Listen, everyone. Sometimes all listen, something's very important to me is character and integrity. And so, I know I say a lot of goofy stuff, but honestly, at the end of the day, all I was just thinking to myself a while back, I was thinking, I was praying, I said, all I want is is for someone to say, 
you know, that guy, we, we, want, we love him because of his character and integrity. A friend of mine called me, she's in charge of the office at a construction company, and she said, we need to hire a finance person, and your name is the first one that came into my mind, and I just can't get away from it, what do you think about this? Um, and I said, I just, you know, you just get a gut feeling. I was just like, I think that's how I'm supposed to do this. So I went in for an interview and they were straight up with me. They said, we know that you don't have any finance experience. We know you have two music degrees, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, we, but we know, but we trust you, um, on the basis of your character and your integrity, like word for word, what I have been thinking about. Um, and so I am now the CFO of a $5 million construction company. Wow. I honestly... This is like, you know what this reminds me of? It's like in Glee when they find out that Brittany is a math genius. This is exactly <laughs> what this is like. Who I don't think Brittany? I was still yeah, watching Glee at that Brittany's point. The, she was blonde. Brittany's the blonde one. She seemed really girl. stupid, but it turns out she's not. And they're like, they're like, your test score was zero, but on the back you doodled and you doodled an equation that we've been trying for a hundred years to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> so yes, now, and so I'm still trying to figure out what money is, but after I figure that out, I'm sure I'll do a great job at this job. Honestly, it's been a lot of fun and it's been really enjoyable. And uh, Sorry, Michael, that I didn't mention that earlier. I meant to. Oh, it is, it's okay. Saving I thought maybe the I best for last. Um, uh, it, I've it, had in, the best summer, guys. In, 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 <laughs> Leah definitely wins. Got us beaten. Guys, Leah's walker is so cool. It makes obnoxious sounds and has does. stickers on it. Yes, my um, boyfriend hooked me up with a Supreme sticker, um, which is a ridiculously overpriced clothing label. Don't tell him I said that. Um, and my good friend and once roommate, the one night Very that I lived in my night. new house before I went to Philadelphia and got hit by a car, um, gave me a little thing that makes, makes sounds really stuck on my walker. Also a sounds. cup holder, which is very handy. Cup yeah, that is kind of Yeah, nice. I can carry That's my water bottle around or like put my phone in there when I'm moving. Phenomenal. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Phenomenal. Well. That's a crazy day. What a, what a summer it has been. Don't you want to know what uh, I had indeed. for breakfast? Sarah, what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> waiting for someone to ask me that for a while. <laughs> instant grits. They were really gross. My son loves instant grits. Mm. I just quick want grits or instant grits? Instant. Oh, he likes quick grits. These were, yeah, there's a big difference. Trash. They are trash. They like... I mean, but we're not at our place, and so you can you eat what people give right. you. Sarah, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to see Hamilton. Yay! I can't ah! wait to talk to you about it. Uh, I'm I so will never excited. be satisfied. <laughs> I'm so excited. Whatever, you're going to be making bank now. You can go afford to go the see the CFO. It. My my former student Tyrone posted. He's he's the one who's been in the waitress cast. That waitress is closing in I January. So you have until January oh, to go see Tyrone in uh, waitress. Just go in like December. <laughs> Uh, on Broadway, it will be closing Jan- January fifth. I think is their is their close date. It might still be touring. Though. So yeah, yeah, no, it's not the national tour that's closing. It's well, the yeah, it's the Broadway. I one. wish. Yeah, yeah. I'm so jealous of you, Sarah, seeing Hamilton. I'm so. In excited. the back of my in the back of my mind, I always have a celebrity casting of Hamilton going on in secret. All right. So <laughs> for the major motion picture. Yes, 
Angelica Schuyler, surprise. Oh, no, well, first off, Aaron Burr, Usher. That's obvious. Secondly, I hope um, not. I hate same. I don't. Let's see. Like uh, Usher. Angelica Schuyler, best choice possible is obviously Kesha. No, it'll what be. What is Zen- happening no right way. now? It'll be Zendaya. Kesha. Oh my gosh. No, Turn it'll be Zendaya. Stop. It, Jesse, Jesse J, maybe? That could work. But Kesha's a better option. I think Leslie Odom Ariana Jr. Grande. should play. Yeah, I think yeah. Leslie Odom Jr. should play Aaron Burr. Sorry. He's amazing. Who? Leslie Odom Jr. Oh yeah, he I guess should actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see. Who, who else was on? Who else was on my list? Um, Eliza will be uh, Ariana Grande. Yes, That's obviously. That's the only choice possible. Absolutely only possible not. choice. It's like unfortunate, it. but it I, is I'm with him on that one. Place. I don't. I'm not saying I have Make a problem with Ariana Grande being in a musical movie. Like, that's fine, because she actually has musical theater experience. But I don't hear her voice as an Eliza. I think that, unfortunately, she would be the one people would cast. I think so, too. I, I, I've been trying to think of another voice for that one, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Well, um, you think that What's-Her-Name-Is-Too-Old? Uh, Weirdly, we can't. Quite the uh, woman who played Mimi in Rent for the movie Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Oh. She didn't look old. I could she see. Old, I could see her. I could see old. her playing. Uh, I could see her. And playing I'm sure Eliza. that they would trot out a 100-year-old uh, Hugh Jackman as as, uh, as Hamilton. I no, hope they wouldn't. I will. But if there's a musical, no, movie, as King George. Ha, yes, that that's the Hugh choice. Jackman is King George. That's just the obvious Jonathan choice, Groff. but they would do it wrong, and that's how they would do it. Jonathan Groff is honestly or better popular yet, enough to just use King George saying. is Tom Holland. He's too cute to be King George. No, Tom Holland Make is him Lawrence. Lawrence. He has too much likability. I knew it. Tom yeah, Holland Lawrence. is who? Lawrence. He's a Lawrence. Uh, Flash the cinnamon Phillip. bun. Cinnamon bun. Well, hey, listen, vocal fam, up, up and coming things. Um, I hope that like we're going to be able to, uh, one way or the other, even if it's just Sarah and I or Sarah and the rest of you and I, we are going to record an episode next week about Comic-Con because I Correct. think it's going to be too big so <laughs> to miss. Spider, into the and and um, yes, I have now watched have Into the Spider-Verse so and good. my kids love Into the Spider-Verse, by the way. Uh, and so we want to get a Spider-Man episode recorded too in the coming weeks. Because so many Spider-Man. So, I want to go see the new Spider-Man movie, but um, it's really good. I don't know it's how to do very, it. It's very fun. They have on the front row spots where you can just park your wheelchair. Yeah, I've I don't know how comfortable it. that I just, is. I don't know. At Tinseltown, you have to like reserve seats, and so I think I, I have know. it marked which ones yeah, are handicapped. I bet you if they call, I'm if you call, I'm about it is the truth. Well, I do get I that. I get that. <laughs> um, so hopefully, hopefully in the next. After we, you know, we've ended this run of Voice Foundation episodes, we're probably going to have a few pop culture episodes in a row. Yeah. And then probably sometime mid-August, Sarah and I are going to start book clubbing the plomp. It's going to happen. Because I started reading it It was supposed to be yesterday. this summer. Is that but then the this summer happened. Ear? Yes, yeah. the intelligent ear. Oh, gosh. Um, it is, uh, chapter one is um, not that dense. So we'll see where we go from here. All right. This this is going to be something. Woo. Anyway. <laughs> this week I learned I actually have to tell students how to use breath. 
That's what yep. I learned this week. You can't never talk about breath, Michael. Even though you never talk about breath, Michael, you can't tell other people to never talk about breath because then there will be a strangle. Could be. That is my problem. Takes all kinds. It takes all <laughs> kinds, yeah. folks. Uh, all right, guys. Um, thank you for coming to my house. Thank you yeah, for yeah. being in Clinton. Well, Michael, nice. thank you for taking some time out of your vacation. Your beach vacation. Still jealous. Gonna go lay on the beach now. Go lay Do on it. the beach. Olivia, you wanna say hi? Hello. <laughs> um, and we'll be back with you next week. All yeah. right. Peace out, Vocal Fam. Bye. Yeah.